0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Hello, everyone. It's the Red Originals podcast. I have just been told one of the most (laughs) disgusting, (laughs) skin-crawling, bollock churning stories. Um, And it wasn't me. It wasn't for a, you for a change. It, a change. it,
3: it wasn't me.
2: Outside of Red uh, Men Uncensored. Oh, God. I wonder
4: where you're going when you said skin crawl in there, and I thought we were going on a <laughs> particularly dodgy path oh, with that. Oh, God.
2: Um, wow. I don't really even... Wow. We've got to talk about Liverpool. Um, what's the worst damage you've ever done to your sexual organ? Let us know in the comments. Um... <laughs> um Yes, we're going to be talking about the extended international break that we're currently mired in. Um, we're going to be talking about David Ornstein ruining uh, all of it uh, by dropping an article this morning on The Athletic about Jude Bellingham. Um, we are also going to be getting all the stuff off our chests around Liverpool uh, in the agony round section. Um, and, yeah, bits and pieces. We'll look at where we're at in the top four race and all that good stuff as well. Um, or maybe. We'll see. We'll see how everyone feels. I am horrified, Dan. I, like, I can't... I can't function. It was fine. I can hear. It wasn't even like I got told the story, because but the, the, there was a theory behind how it came about. It was very graphic. Mm-hmm.
4: The is <laughs> more graphic. Obviously, yeah,
2: yeah. we didn't. I didn't have
4: time. I didn't we were be, on the countdown. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you the full story later. Everyone <laughs> got a full story. <laughs> don't, we theirs. don't need to listen to it again. It's as no. bad and worse than it than it seems. Jesus Christ.
2: Um. We're going to talk about uh, Be- the Bellingham stuff in part in part two, but I will I beg the question of all of you: um, name me a transfer saga that from the past that absolutely did you head in um, and gave you intense feelings of either boredom, uh, anger, or annoyance. I'll start with Gaston Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Um, did he play for Southampton? He did play. I for Southampton, loved did, him. Yeah. yeah, I loved him. He was a decent. He had a decent, decent career in the end. But he, um, yeah, Liverpool were heavily, heavily linked with him, and to the point where Jen Chang, God rest his soul, um, as a Liverpool employee, he's not dead, probably. Um, <laughs> actually told directly told us that Liverpool would definitely not be signing him, and we could go public with that if we wanted to. The only bit of inside transfer information I've ever had in my entire career, and um. Yeah, they were quite keen to shut that one down. But then I checked Twitter and it was just like, no, he's got a medical tomorrow. He's coming in tomorrow. And it was all social media was a wash with Gaston Ramirez talk. But I'd been told it wasn't true. But it was so vociferous with the claims that it was happening that I doubted the the, the, the truth around it. So yeah, that, that did my absolute fucking head in. Uh, anyone else got a. Transfer saga. Was it Koplianka? Koplianka, the Ukrainian. Yeah, 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 he was the big one.
4: Should that one's yeah.
1: on my head, in, and William, For some reason, it just on my head in that one as well, yeah. like because that one was just like that was the era where we were in the Europa League, right? we pretty much all the time, and Chelsea was stealing the players that we wanted. Well, we got double.
2: We got he got double gazumped there, didn't he? Because Spurs gazumped us, and then Chelsea gazumped. Mm spares on it which at least made me feel a little bit better about it Like, but it, it told you that we were below spares in a transfer pecking order which was yeah bad
1: the, the only thing that keeps me going on that is I still see him playing like I get him sent off for the weekend and I think good prick yeah. I'm yeah. happy you got sent off to be honest with you because you should have come to us yeah
4: yeah Anyone else? Slightly different one was that Nabil Fekir one because obviously we linked oh, with him forevermore, yeah. and then we pretty much happened, didn't it? Obviously, like there was a picture which is somewhere in an now of him, like doing his medical stuff and his media stuff, and then disappeared. All, all
2: boxed, all his media yeah. stuff, all boxed, all agreed, all very much a Liverpool player. And then, is
1: that the last time we did a um, a medical on someone that we were signing? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Calvin Mamsey would have suggested maybe. Yeah, we can't let's do that.
1: Be, a, let's just stop all that. work.
4: Yeah. Yeah. we can't do that again because it's too embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we'll yeah. just sign
2: them, whether they're healthy or not. <laughs> really it okay. actually explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, can't have any. Right, so that was that did the mission. When it when we when we got through that, no more nabble for care incidents. Okay, so what you want to do is make sure you can't get do... COVID if you don't test for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you want to do proper due diligence? No, I want us to stop doing medicals on footballers <laughs> that we want because it was really embarrassing all season long. The YouTube comments were filled with why didn't we sign for Kier? Why didn't we sign for care? Yeah, that was a, that was a good example. The uh,
3: there was one a couple of years ago. Sal from Atletico Madrid, mm. and he went to Chelsea in the end. He mm-hmm. was absolutely. Oh, no. Shite. So thank God for that. Um, But that went on for several months and it sounded like he was really close and then absolutely not. Most of these players, though,
1: they they end up being rubbish. Mm -hmm. Most of them do, the ones that we've been linked with and stuff. Now, I don't think Bellingham's in the same boat, (laughs) by the way. But, like, it is... That is the one thing that you know. William had, had a good career, so maybe he's the the difference maker there. But
3: Fiky is all right at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, but he was
1: no,
4: his knee problems. was never going to be. He was never
1: going to be what Liverpool needed him to be. No. Yeah,
4: and he had loads of problems, like I say, so he was actually a wise. man he still a better... I think he's moved on from Betis now. Yeah, I'm sure he's moved
2: on, but he's had a decent career, you are right. Yeah, but he never, never scaled the heights ultimately. And that that is a is quite a common theme. That um, good shout here from Toby Lerone. Every love every week. Love that. He knows. Day. I love that as well. Um, Alex Teixeira. Yes. God, oh, yeah. yeah was that, that random man. Liverpool? Yeah. One of the random Liverpool accounts that got an interview with him, didn't they? On like pitch side in a pre-season game or a mid-season game or something, and it was all looked like it was all. Coming all done, it does. He ended up in China, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, 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 funny. He nice. the same team as Hulk
1: or something like that at the time, might well. As well, yeah,
2: right. that sounds like excellent. That could be a fact. Uh, go ahead, could Schechter. be. Um, Mbappe 2020, there's a good chance as well. about Sean one. Could I be? didn't
3: believe in that one though. Did you not? No, the others I actually thought potential,
2: yeah. Um. Yeah, what a shame. I so don't know,
1: it's a bit like Father Christmas for me. I always want to believe. Yeah. Like, right. I always want to believe we're in for Mbappe and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and everything else. So when, when a journalist comes out and says we're not in for them, Ornstein, I get really angry. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about Bellingham in part two, but let's just talk about where we're at right now. Um Obviously, we, we, we I don't really want to go through the rigid game again. We did that on Thursday Night Pint last week, which is fine. The show was great. Talking about Real Madrid and losing to Real Madrid was not. It does it kind of feel... I talked to my dad last yesterday about this and how it feels weirdly like the end of the season, mm. like you know you've got no more no more trophies to play for now. There's just like that incredibly incredibly shit. Let's try and get in the top four thing to do, which mm-hmm. I mean, look can lead to an exciting end of the season as we know from a couple of years ago. But I said, to my dad, it feels like the end of the, it. Feels like the end of the. So, well, normally because our seasons end with us getting beat by Real Madrid so maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where we're at um it is a weird lull isn't it you know I, I, I'm kind of happy to not watch Liverpool for a bit mm-hmm. but also I'm not there's such a huge thing hanging on the horizon of the games when we return and all that stuff.
4: Yeah, there is, yeah. But it's made especially weird, like you say, by the fact that we now have nothing left to play for, really, in terms of tangible trophies. And we're just not used to that. I'm always Liverpool fans over the past few seasons we're used to this being the time of the year, actually, whereby it's time to get more excited. It's time to really rev up and we go again. Instead, we've got to get ourselves up for this top four push. And it is a mess, that top four push. Like, our season's been a disaster. It just shows you how bad the teams are in the rounds that we're even in with a shout of this anymore because we've been horrendous by our own standards, and yet we could still make the top four. It's laughable, really. But yeah, I think you're right. It does feel like I think we all needed this break. I think we all did. I think the players probably did as well. Those that aren't good international duty, especially, will have a nice little break from it. But. Yeah, I agree. I think it does feel like the end of the season Um, and like I say, it's just because we've got nothing really left to go and get.
1: Do you know what's pissed me off the most about this massive break is that our game got cancelled or postponed because Fulham was still in the cup. Fulham. Yeah. Yeah. That's what annoyed me more than anything. I'm like... Should, how disrespectful of Fulham to get our game postponed because <laughs> they're still in the cup and we're not
2: used to be the way around yeah, exactly. yeah exactly yeah, I like, mean there is a slight tricks. there is a yeah, slight yeah, like, future when out where Mitrovic gets like a 10 game ban for pushing the referee yeah. and uh, doesn't play against us, which would help immeasurably um, yeah it's it's an odd one I, I'm interested to get people's thoughts on what we sort of think the mission is, or what the what the approach is, or what's the what's the what's the messaging at the AXA from Klopp and Pep, Chloe? What do you reckon in this break? Because we've done the we've had the we had the World Cup break, and then you know there's been opportunities where they have sent the players, let players go and have a break, they have let them go and have some family time, they've had like let them go and have a party, they let them do a variety of things. There's the whole well, you just run them, but we can't run them because they're fucked and the are falling apart at every given twist and turn. You're the ma- let's just say you're the manager in this one. What are you what you're gathering them all together at some point whether it's t- today or next week. What are you what are you doing? What are you saying?
3: Um I'm going to put every disastrous loss on loop for them and just leave the room and let them watch it. 10 hours 15 hours. Got straight. enough
1: time for that. It's, it's no. I know it's a big international well, break not, like but...
3: 10, 15 hours at least straight have a bit of that. If if you fall asleep, you know, you probably I don't Ooh, know. Like there's some cons- yeah, there's some consequences for it, um, because every other tactic that we've done hasn't worked. We've always thought like the World Cup came when we were on this kind of bounce. But at the same time, you were like, thank God, get me away from the footy. Mm-hmm. And every single break, I felt like I couldn't wait for it to come. Um, and I don't know the answer, because if they don't know the answer, then we're completely done for. It. But what I'd make them do is, instead of having a nice, relaxing time, I'd make them sit there and watch footage of them being absolutely crap at playing football, Um, make them look at themselves, and then come back and show me that you want to get better than that.
1: You know what I'd do? I'd, I'd say to them, stop talking about signing players, like Virgil van Dijk oh, and yeah. all that type yeah. of stuff. And like, no, lads it's on use mm-hmm. you're the ones who are going to have to fix this Like you know what I mean and mm-hmm. you know, I think us as fans it's quite easy sometimes to look in the future and go we'll be alright when the fe- this fella comes back and this fella comes back we've been saying that for six months right Louis Diaz is going to come back and guess what he's going to look poor for the first few weeks yeah. until he gets his match fitness we might not even see the best of Louis Diaz until next season anyway yeah. so stop thinking about the future stop thinking about when this player comes back and this player comes back and if we get signings in, in the summer sort the fucking problems out on the pitch Be better. Better. you're mm-hmm. supposed to be better you are better than what you've given us over the course of the last six months Let's go out there and prove it because now you're playing for your places next season because I'm looking at that going right well the news about Ornstein we'll come to it later and stuff I'm like maybe we can't afford maybe we can't afford Bellingham because we've got loads of problems like if they don't step up they've got to move on because yeah. Yeah. they're not good enough
2: Yeah I wonder whether there's just this, this idea where you take a bit of a hail mary on some of the fringe lads, and you and I and I'm doubling down on them, and it's and a, and this 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 could be just as equally a foolish thing as not, but maybe not maybe not Nabby because Nabby case for example, is just someone you just can't you can't rely on even if he wants to be relied upon. But I just someone like oxlade Chamberlain, and I I appreciate where we're at when I'm saying this, of someone's somebody's got to step up. And, and, and it's again, it's what can you say to lads who, and I said to the week, the problem we've got is there's a few too many safe seats who don't need to fight for it, who know that they're going to be in in the summer, they're going to get a refresh, they'll get the holiday, they'll come back and they'll still be Liverpool players and hopefully they'll go again. Mm. But I wonder whether there's someone like, and I use Ox as a good example of this, because he's going, you know, he, and, I, and I, whether you can get him and say, what kind of club do you want to be playing for next season? Mm. What kind of level do you want to be playing at? Because you've got an opportunity here to absolutely put everything in for the final end of the season maybe grab a goal or two have a, have an heroic moment leave on a high you know leave, leave as a respected liverpool player as opposed to the fact that it's all been kind of is his star's been on the way in for us for years now, and it's and our, our good will towards him has kind of dripped out, the, dripped out as well. And when they just say to him, go on, have you got? Have you?" He's like a one-on-one inspirational chat of, "Can you go and lead here? Because you've got a big personality, you've got a big character, you're well liked." And it, it was stupid. He did fuck all in the Real Madrid game, but he did something that a lot of our other lads haven't. I don't do. He, he moved quickly over two or three yards, mm-hmm. which is something that's criminally lacking in, in, in a lot of areas something like that genuinely I, I... it's
4: not a it's not a bad shout. But I just don't know if you're going to get it. Using Oxley chamberlain as an example, I don't know if you're going to get it from him because you mentioned the the phrase "safe seats." There, I think he feels like he's got a bit of a safe seat in terms of he's mm. probably going to get a certain type of move. And no matter what he does between now and the end of the season, it's going to be that. It's going to be a West Ham, a Southampton, pretty much whichever one of those stays up in the Premier League. I imagine he'll go to. And I think he knows that now. I think he knows where he's at in his career. It's like it's akin to Adam Lallana when he moved on to Brighton. He felt like that was going to be that type of move. As it turns out, Brighton have actually. Kicked on from there and they've acted really good. But I think Oxford Chamber is just going to get that move. I don't know if we've got a card to play that reflects that just on how we treat the break. I actually think they need a proper break. I think Fabinho already has gone holiday with his wife and his newborn. I think they need a week off. If they need a week off, go and reset. It's almost like you don't want to mollycoddle them, but I think you've just got to. You've got to just kind of guide them through these next few weeks and months and just try and get whatever we can out of them and, and treating them poorly isn't gonna do it and turning unfortunately turning to likes of Kate, Oxley Chamberlain, even Curtis Jones, just isn't gonna happen either.
1: Yeah, my my big thing would be look, you learn more about players in in times of adversity than in in times when everything's going (laughs) well. They must know every atom of these players (laughs) at this point. Well this is the point, isn't it? I'd be like, look, I'll be honest with you lads, if you don't perform between now and the end of the season, I don't want you here when we're playing well. I want you to be able to get through the tough times. I want you to be able to go out and, and fight for absolutely everything in a Liverpool shirt. And that's not what we've seen this season so far. It's embarrassing, to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's my, my thing on this, is that we've had good spells in every section of the season. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever that thing is where we just can't find consistency. And I just don't know what, I don't, I don't know, genuinely, I've got no idea what that is. And it might just be, it's a little bit of a slice of luck maybe, but... He's got to determine. They've got to determine in the next two weeks, effectively, what their best twelve or thirteen is, and just double down on them for the rest of, for the rest of the season.
3: You know what is really annoys me about the season, and maybe this is ag- uh, You know the agony rant section.
2: You know what? Let's do it. <clears throat> let's just let's, Aaron. Let's agony rant.
3: Oh, there oh, we go. My agony rant is that if even now, and bear in mind, we're out of everything. Even, you know, up until that Manchester United game, I always thought there was going to be, not a turning point, but something that would get us up for the rest of the season. And it, it felt like it should have been Newcastle 2-1 when we won the last minute with Carvalho. There's been other times, it was the three back-to-back before the World Cup. It was then Aston Villa after the World Cup. Yeah. And you thought, everybody's, oh, yeah. we can bounce, we can use it. It was then Manchester United 7-0. And I do not know what is up mentally with those players, but how you cannot ride a wave and take the confidence and take the... And look, your confidence might be shot, but beating your rivals 7-0 should keep you going. For the rest the, of the, the season? Pro- the
1: problem we had is that way went straight onto the <laughs> fucking Majid's beach, didn't it? Well, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking twat. It
3: did. Um, but I just feel like every single time you felt like, oh, this could be a moment to turn the season or to get us going and get us going on a win streak of some sort or just get some consistency. Um, and instead, it's just like, look like a group of lads who felt sorry for themselves. They've got... Decent wins here and there, but the next game, that's all forgotten about, and they're shelling themselves again. And I just don't, I don't understand how that's happened.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is. It's just like there's a great reset every single game, isn't it? Yeah. There? Yeah. Confidence starts at zero every game, yeah, and absolutely. you can see then it, it goes down, you score, and it goes up, and then yeah. it starts at zero again. There's no, there's no rolling over. No, you're mm-hmm. dead
2: right. Yeah, you're... yeah, genuinely, and again, it's one of those things that you know. Apparently, they've already had the, the big. Clear the air, talk a couple of weeks. This is my point. Is like what I don't even know what that is unless it's just one of those things where they kind of do they pull do they pull something from those recent results and go right? I look, they weren't the results we wanted, but here's the things that you did well. Just double down on the things that we did well in those games and trust that and trust that it a little bit more will come with it because I agree on the, Diaz, on the Diaz thing. It's like if, you, if we're hoping that Luis Diaz is going to be the one to come and save our season, well, he's not. Like Jota was exactly. Well, that's the point. Is like Jota's. Joss is back. We've got. He's not back. We've got, but we, but he's there. You know, he can play football games yeah. for us. We've got lads. We've got enough lads who can stick the ball in the back of the net. We could just do with some of them being midfielders. The, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and even
3: even with Diaz at the start of the season, we were still crap. With, like, he was a, a bright spark. He yeah, was one of the right, player yeah. who was really going after everything. Looked fresh compared yeah. to everyone else. Looked yeah. like he really wants to take the game by the scruff of the neck. But you, it's a football, it's a team game. One man, you can't just rely on one. You can rely on nine and, and maybe miss two out. Um, and, and bringing him back isn't going to automatically make us... Like, even if he did come back on his greatest form, there's still enough lads who are making too many mistakes in our in, in our team. That it just he, he wouldn't he'd help us but he wouldn't save us.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. There's, uh, ask the question then of who needs this break the most, and I guess it can come from a it can come from a number of angles in regard. And I, just to throw one in because we just mentioned his name, Diogo Jota. Normally, I'd be like I'd be really annoyed that he's going away on international duty because he always seems to get injured, injured when he does. But another couple of games of football where he might actually just get his shooting boots back on. That's a that's a potential win for us mm. anymore.
3: I feel like Alison Becker's about to knock someone out. So maybe him. <laughs> questioning um, the
2: attitude and all yeah, that, yeah, the
3: fact that he's coming out and saying my attitude was perfect, but it's not about the rest of them. Mm. That's a it's quite worrying. Yeah. Um so I'm quite glad that he's going away because you know he saved us in that second leg. We've got to be in three, four down. Yeah. Uh go and take your break. I know you did make a mistake in the first leg, but which killed us, I will agree to that. <laughs> it like murdered the entire tie. Um, but he made up for it. But I feel like he's about to knock someone out.
1: Trent's probably another one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, him not getting it the international squad and Henderson yeah. being the only one in the, in the England squad that is a period of reflection for Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't it yeah. especially with the noise that's been around him since the Real Madrid game the Jamie Carragher stuff and everything yeah. else that's going on he's got to go back to the drawing board in terms of his game hasn't he and work out how he is going to affect football matches in a positive manner and not the negative manner it's being perceived as yeah
2: Anymore? no I
4: don't think so just yeah. as a
1: shout though. I mean any midfielder yeah, Any James it Honestly, it's, got, it's important that yeah. they get the heads screwed on, yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. and start to work out how they're going to do it. I mean, if Jürgen's not planning now how the midfield is going to set up when we come back, then he's doing something wrong himself.
3: The other one is... Um... Nunes injured he'd be absolutely useless for us right now if we were playing games because he's injured so get him recovered please
4: getting Thiago
2: closer as well is probably another big part of this Yeah. so
3: just everyone (laughs) on the football pitch
2: if we could get Thiago back by the time the international breaks over you know again he's not going to solve all the problems but it would be that's the kind of lift you're looking for I think because he's got 10 games in him before his next injury so that might be enough it's to see until the end of this, more or less, see him to the end of the season,
1: which would be nice. Um, well, if it's going down to the last game, I'm, I'm going to be gutted that he's not going to be yeah,
4: there. Would just save
2: him for two at the start of? I this, don't think it works then. like that. <laughs> the um, yeah, it it is. It's it's a it's a funny. I feel just feel really fun, sort of footing. Flat about it to be honest, then obviously we'll do the, the we, were, in minute, we Look,
1: I'll be honest, right? Over the last 13 years or whatever, the first th- the first five or six years of doing Redmond, the season was over at this point. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. As fuck. And it, uh, but you know, we're, we're, I'm not used to it now. No. Yeah. I want no. this is the best part of the season, and that's why I think I'm so down. Is that this is where everything ramps up, this is where yeah. the fun stuff happens. Like Champions League, uh, if you remember at the start of every season you think, like, Oh, the Champions League back for the group games, group games are shit. Mm. It's not the group games that you get up for it's the it's the you know knockout footy side of things and we're out of that now and you know the cup games are great when you get into semi-finals and stuff like that in the league when you're chasing something and that as much as you hate going through that oh city win we win city win we win it's something to live for isn't it like it's absolutely superb the the niche now where you go (laughs) a Tottenham gonna drop points a friggin Brighton gonna drop points I mean it's
3: pathetic the other (laughs) thing is is that like Back then, we had John Joe Shelby in the midfield with Jay Spear and with players who weren't good enough to win a title. This is the greatest Liverpool side I've ever seen, I will probably ever see, and I'm calculating that from the last three, four seasons. To see us end up where we are after nearly winning everything, the drop-off, I think that's what gets me the most. Mm. The drop-off, I still cannot fathom how that's possibly happened. That big, I I think.
1: Part of the problem, to be honest, is we keep thinking it's the greatest Liverpool side that's ever been. It's not, it's not that side anymore. No, it hasn't been that side. You know, Canate was nowhere near that side. You know, Nunes and you know, those types of players, they, they weren't part of that. The midfield wasn't that. Our best Liverpool side won the league, and it's not that side anymore. Yeah. It's an aging crew of players. You were in there and new lads. It's not yeah, that size. We've got to think about it like that. Yeah,
2: it's true, and it? it goes back to the whole the crappening theory, doesn't it? As you don't notice it. And look, the, the good thing about it is that you look at the lads that some of the lads that we have got, and there's there's talent there. You know, mm. I'm, I'm I'm pleased with Gakpo. I'm pleased with how he settled. I can I, I, you know, I understand him as a footballer. In fact, I get your takes on it, Chris, because I know you were you were the, the the sort of dissenting voice around it at the time does he make do you feel more confidence in what he's bringing to the team now po? yeah
1: yeah absolutely i think he's been bosh yeah, I think same. it's been dead dead difficult for someone like that to come in and play a new position in the false nine and stuff. And if that's what Jürgen wants, he wants to go back to that false nine rather than, I think, when we signed Nunes, I think the plan was to play Nunez centre-forward and I think he's changed his mind. Mm-hmm. I think he's seen what Nunez can do out on the left. Maybe he's thinking about the future with Diaz potentially playing right-hand side if Mo were to leave or, or whatever in the future or just play him across the front line, whatever. Gakpo's brilliant because he's got all the, he's got all the attributes of a Bobby Firmino. And, you know, it's something that gives us options, doesn't it? So, for me, Gakpo's been brilliant in a very, very difficult team to come into. Mm.
2: Yeah, because I, I look at it, and I, I look at what we're tr- what they're trying to build, <clears throat> and as I said, Gakpo looks like the, the guy who's going to potentially facilitate it, he's going to knit it together, but he's going to do it with an extra foot on his shoulders, you know, that Bobby Firmino doesn't have. He's more of a physical presence. Yep. More and pace he's, as, as well. More, so, yeah, and yeah, more is. pace as well, absolutely. I look at Darwin Nunes, who... I agree. I, I, I and I said this I think in the summer I think we bought him to get us through this season with his goals the way the city have done with Haaland in so much as you know I don't think we were re- we I don't think this side was ready to be the next all singing all dancing 95 plus point Jurgen Klopp team. But while we were waiting for other things to drop in, well, what we'll do is we'll get some attackers in and we'll try and score our way through through the problems. And when it didn't quite happen like that, we've obviously changed, and injuries, we've had to change tact Mm -hmm. a little bit. But I look at what he brings, the pace, the power, the aggression. Diaz has got exactly the same thing as well. Mm -hmm. And then you look at, maybe we've touched a bit lucky, but he was obviously recruited. You know, Chetich looks like he's got, he looks like a real deal, doesn't he? I've seen... More from Harvey Elliott. Still not quite got the consistency, and there's still question marks over how he fits into the this side. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey
4: than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy
0: and Zepbound for those who qualify.
2: But i can't i I'm, i've no doubt that he's a fantastic fantastic talent the recruitment of the canata he's brilliant you know he's, he's now our second best center half still got the best goalie going some question marks over a couple of bits and pieces but i like i can see what we're trying to build towards but i agree it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom out that we are in that change between what was so good yeah, well, before if you just think and of what it like, will come again.
1: If you think of it like players or sides of the field, Andy Robinson spoke about this this week, didn't he? Spoke about well, Sadio is- Mane. Yeah. Like, that's just completely different. So, you take Mane out and it changes the entire left-hand side of the field. You put a player like Thiago in for someone like Wijnaldum, it changes the dynamic on that left-hand side. You put Harvey Elliott in with Trent Alexander-Arnold and Mo Salah, your three attacking players Mm -hmm. pretty much from each level, all on the same side of the field, and you wonder why you're not quite as tight over on that side of the field. You know, there are evolutions that are happening through this side. Even with the players that are there, you know Robertson has to play. I, I I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen really Robo look really good with Diaz. I always no. thought he looked better with Darwin Nunes than he has done with Louis Diaz. Now that t- that might change over time, mm. but there's there's a relationship that needs working on. You can only work on that on the football field. So there's all, all this is happening while Fabinho's dipped massively while Virgil van Dijk hasn't been at the same level, Why you've had all the injury problems and everything else. I can see what we're doing for the future, and I'm excited for the future. But there are a couple of key positions that we need to recruit for, for I think the whole thing to make sense.
4: There's, there's an argument to say on that. Though. Robert hasn't really clicked with Nunes in the same way he did with Mane either. I think he's actually got a better relationship with Gakpo. I think we've seen that in the early stages we're not quite sure where Gakbo is going to fit in exclusively I do think it will be that false nine but I think part of the problem is we don't really know what cl- you said there Chris you might go back to that four-three-three 3 3 with a false nine I think there's still scope for a four-two-three-one in that as well so we're not exactly nailed on but but on the overall point the overarching point I am positive and I think we have addressed some of the areas the attacking side of it the Canardy signings obviously kind of fix a defensive problem you might need one more in there very soon as well <laughs> I think the Obviously, the midfield is obviously the glaring issue in all of this. But Chetich yes, takes a little bit of the heat away from that because he has been a shining light this season. But just on your point on Elliot, it's a fascinating one because I agree, I really like Harvey Elliot. I'm not quite sure where he fits yet. He's played every game. Klopp clearly My, really likes him and knows where does, he fits. Does
1: anyone, and uh, I might be alone in this and take the flak for it as pair, whatever... <laughs> Does anyone really think Liverpool can win the league with a 19-year-old Bajetic and a 20-year-old Harvey Elliott running the midfield next season? No. Right. Okay, so that's mad. Because that's where we need to be aiming at. Because mm. Bajetic, really good player. He's got to be a squad player for us, oh, probably. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's something that I, so it, it, it feels like with this news around today that... You know, maybe they're putting their eggs in the basket, and they've already got the eggs in the fucking basket. They've had them all year, and it's like that's frustrating me. Yeah. And it's like it's so blindingly obvious where Liverpool need that experience, and it feels like even even if you sell Sam Bellingham, right, and it, and, and for I don't know how you'd make this work, but a Bellingham by Cheches had Elliott midfield with an average age of nineteen years old or something—that's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you still yeah. got that huge gap, then, haven't you, between those lads and then your injury-prone thirty-year-old? You can't have like you need to fill that gap with some
2: class and some quality and some experience. Yeah, definitely. But that's the, Goes back to the point. of I don't, it's just that limbo period of there's a. There's so much more pressure on everything at the moment because there's internal pressure from Liverpool fans, there's external pressure from fans of other teams and the pundits who are all relishing Liverpool not being at the best, having had... To, again, we said this on, on on Thursday Night Pint, but like Rio Ferdinand and, and Gary Neville, great examples of it, who took that seven other defeat feet so personally and now they're handing out their... Oh, in my opinion, um, oh, these players shouldn't be going anywhere near Liverpool. Like you know, like it's like playing there. Oh no, I'm an unbiased pundit card when they could not be crying more. Um, at, well, through the, you know, they're saying it through bit the bitter tears of a seven 0 defeat that shouldn't have had that level of res- uh, impact on them, but it but it has done. But yeah, it's just it's just mad to live in that world where you can't. There's no time for patience anymore because we've climbed the mountain and we've 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 probably brought on a lot of people who. Thought it was going to be like this forever. I, I remember it not being like this, so I'm quite. I've always been quite moderate on all these things. It'll probably be all right. It probably, in our experience, it probably won't be. We'll probably just go back to being a, a sort of top fourish side. But if we're gonna have, if there's gonna be a chance of us getting back to the t- on top again, you, these are the fellas you'd back to do it. And I don't just mean, I don't mean the owners. I don't mean the players. I mean the the manager mm. and the people he's got around them because they're the real x-factor in this that other people haven't got you can't there's not another Jürgen Klopp there's not a, there's not a club on the planet who wouldn't want still wouldn't want Jürgen Klopp in charge of their operation maybe Man City but then you know ask again in a year or 18 months yeah. time on that one um, there's some super chats why not happy oh one one oh it says FSG out or FSG in um, hmm. my for the for the for the cheap seats because um, I can I can't can't keep having these can't keep repeating myself on this stuff. I'll say this. It goes back to my point earlier. I'm a very moderate person when it comes to opinions around football and stuff. I do have really strongly held opinions on stuff, but when it comes to Liverpool, because I've got no choice and I've never had a choice, and I've supposed this football club now for fucking 34 years or whatever, I tend to just there's some stuff you kind of have to just let go move on and the, the problem with the fsg stuff is it don't i just don't think it's a binary thing there's just too many moving bits to it and i know it's a nice simplification we'd love it to be I, I i'd love it to be a simple thing i'd love them to be so terrible that it almost made i gave us no choice but to pick up the pitchforks and the you know and and, and the placards and march on boston and you know and force them out by out the club by, by 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 hook or by crook or whatever i just don't think it's so much that they're doing such a great job that i would be ring i would be standing with the pitchfork and like a, a protecting fenway park with my life you know it's not it's it's not that the problem we, the prob the biggest issue for me where we have with fsg is that it never nothing ever gets solved Instantly, you've always got to wait six months or twelve months because whenever we we've been in bad situations, they've not whether it's them or the people they've put in place at the club, which is probably the more accurate way of looking at it. They eventually get it right, and then we come good. We come good again, and that's not that's quite a frustrating thing. So I've seen a lot of this chat of like, well, what if they don't get Jude Bellingham? Does that mean you're now they've got to go? And it's like, well, honestly, just I wish it was that dramatic. But if they went out and signed three players instead, and those three players turned us back into a, a, a team that challenges for the title next season, then who gives a fuck? We're, we're, Liverpool are back to where we want to be, and that's my that's my overriding, very long winded take on it. Mm. But anyone else?
1: Mine's mine's quite simple. I you know I said it. I've been saying it for a couple of months. I think I think FSG have probably done as good as they possibly can at Liverpool. And I think there's a law of diminishing returns with FSG in the way that they're managing Liverpool Football Club. If you want Liverpool, like I want Liverpool to compete at the very top for the next 10 to 15 years, then I think Liverpool are going to need new owners. Mm -hmm.
3: Yep, I I agree. And I'm not... Look, FSG have got some big things wrong and they've had to overturn a lot of them. They've got some really good things right. I mean, it meant, you know, that it means more. It did mean more because we didn't go and spend £300 million and just win a Champions League or a, a league. It meant something because we... We used it with a guy at left-back who was 8 mil. We went and sold our biggest asset in Coutinho and brought in Virgil van Dijk, where at the beginning everyone thought we'd paid too much, Mm -hmm. became unbelievable. Alison Becker, who's unbelievable for us, and we won the Premier League and the Champions League. And everyone looked at us as, that's how you run a football club. That's how they looked at us up on stage but now it's came to a stage where you can't use that same model and still win everything and <clears throat> i think you
1: can by the way sorry to interrupt I just think don't that, I don't think you can assets. sustain it yeah. for as
2: long as what we need no. to. Yeah. I don't think it can be done from this position. No, not uh, no, exactly. because yeah, you, think you're right you have there. to sell
3: someone like Virgil. Yeah. Somebody or has someone. to be
2: exactly somebody big has to be sold, or they have to go and pump a ton into the into the squad yeah. so that you can go back to that model again. Yeah. The net result is kind of the same, and, and that's where it, that, that's where I, my my tipping point. Well, that will come because Liverpool do need to go and buy and go and have a net positive number of footballers come into the side because mm-hmm. there's too many lads leaving on a free. You need to replace them on the books. Yep. You need to you need to put some value back into your back into your squad. So that if you're going to be sell to buy, you've got to have players who can you can grow, get to a level and be and be moved on. We've got nothing. We've got a bunch of young lads who haven't reached the peak yet and mm-hmm. a bunch of old lads who don't hold the value. Anymore, yeah. and that's where it's fallen fallen down. Yeah, I,
4: I didn't, I didn't mind the sell to buy <laughs> model sort of to begin with, because we were coming from such a low
1: ebb in yeah. many senses. And when Liverpool I mean? were selling players, and when we were selling, <laughs> players, and it was working successfully.
4: <laughs> yeah. We could see where we we're going with it, like you say. But I think at some point, I was always going to run its course. Because at some point, you want to be at the top table and staying there. You don't want to be selling your best players anymore. You want to be just competing day to day with those teams. Yeah. My problem is, and it's kind of what you two guys have said, is that I think they've taken us as far as they can in that sense. you either even need new owners? Or or big investment, which is kind of what they're looking for, obviously, because to keep up with the Joneses, the goalposts have moved so substantially now at the top ever, at the top level of Premier League football. You got Newcastle, Man City, potentially Manchester United joining that table as well. In terms PSG, of just, Chelsea, are there, did. Chelsea are there, they spend ridiculous amounts of money without that state ownership type model. So, I do think if we are going to continuously and continually compete with those teams, we are going to need to see a change.
3: I think if they don't sign Jude Bellingham, FSG are in trouble. I truly believe that. In some Only
4: way. in a sense of people's, the temperature yeah. might change even more. But, so I, I can, I tend to agree with that because for me, I'm not going to say suddenly I'm FSG out. I'm, I'm no. with you, Paul. I'm kind of in the middle. However, a deal like Bellingham just makes too much sense. It's an, you know, it's as close to a no risk as you're ever going to get. It really for that,
1: is. That injuries aside
2: yeah, yeah but exactly. right now there's no proof of that either he hasn't got an injury anyone can pick up that's I'm let's pick up on the Bellingham stuff in parts yeah. we've, well, we've got a super chat before we take a break from SBR Is chasing Jude for three seasons and passing on multiple midfielders just to get him to not yeah. end up getting him due to finances makes no sense whatsoever it's like so obvious he'll cost crazy money I, I agree and I, that's why I think we'll, we'll pick up on this We'll pick up on this further chat because then Chloe's point is spot on. How that how that changes the mood because mood is everything. Yeah. Mood is what leads to people fighting and and and, and protesting and, and leads to becoming like a, an untenable thing at the football club. Um. So yeah, we will we will talk about that when we return. Uh, but yeah, quick break from us with some cool stuff, and then we're back chatting Ornstein, Bellingham uh, and the rest of the season. Hey, what's happening? We've got a boss prize for all of our Club Legend subscribers this month. Uh, It's been 30 years of Liverpool partnering with Carlsberg. They released the special edition Liverpool Carlsberg cans, and we have got sets of them to give away. Eight, in fact. Uh, to be with a chance of winning them, all you've got to do is either upgrade your existing subscription from Club Captain to Club Legend, or head to redmenplus.com and join directly as a Club Legend there. Your name will be entered in, and yes, you could have these wonderful, wonderful beer cans in your personal Liverpool collection. Look great on a shelf, or a mantelpiece, or probably in your recycling bin. Um, Get involved, redmenplus.com. Make sure that you're 18+. plus. Uh, only 18-plus people can win this and obviously be responsible with your drinking as well. But yeah, look at them. Are they magnificent and they could be yours. Hey, it's the Bias Football Podcast.
4: We're
1: busy intro. What are we doing? grudge
2: right, and respect.
1: Chris? A little bit of a wild one this week. We're going to give it for Danny Ings because Danny Ings just decided to play for every team with Claret and Blue, like it's his colour. There was just nothing in the news this week. It
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree. <laughs> Danny Ings deciding two months ago to sign for West Ham I know respect you for of the for a week, bit, but how long was it been <laughs> <laughs> in a coma can't look at the get here right <laughs> <Yeah>. Steve Wilson <laughs> Alan <Alex laughs> Shearer every single person on <laughs> <in> the BBC <laughs> you know what that'll do Danny Ings Danny Ings and wins, wins sweet, the baby! grudging respect of the yeah. week you know what actually Chris Payne Jack wins the grudging respect of the week if you can get Danny Ings that win Jesus Christ <laughs> the biggest story in the news has been all about footy and how much we've Respect every single person, but no. Well, then, Danny. Yeah, we're fucking idiots. So if you want to hear us talk about other football teams other than Liverpool, check out the Biased Football Podcast. If you go to redmenplus.com, we're going to be live streaming that about 15 minutes after the end of this. Um, if you use the code biased, B I. S E D uh, on that's a- not, a- no, not I A S E D. I Every time I've had to spell these codes I have a, m- a panic, and I felt that, and that's why I've had the panic because all three
4: I- of our faces would have given me that B
2: I A S E D. Thanks, guys. Um, I was also thinking the biased. attack I think biased isn't a word. I think in this context, we've just we've just shoehorned it into this it's bias, but mm. it's fine. Everyone knows what we mean. Uh, bias. That's and
1: you bias. Can S. <laughs>
2: um you can get the show for just fifty p if you do that. Uh, it is half. Uh, it is two pound a month for three months using the code BIAS. Anyway, check it out.
1: Yeah, I did. I did the research on this last week. You can get it. The cheapest flat light you can get in Costa Coffee. So, sorry, not Costa Coffee. A shit-branded coffee shop on the high street in England uh, is three pound thirty, and you, that will last you in around about seven minutes if you like me. So you can get all two the content done. that we do for two pound fifty a month. It is so much. It
2: is so worth
1: it. You just need to do it.
2: Yeah. Just us yeah com. don't just take my word for it take Chris's word for it because clearly Chris knows what he's talking about yeah I went on to shit branded coffee's website to find out the price for a white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want more proper opinions on Firmware Sports Group then come join us over on um, on com. because yeah the comments don't like that I that I don't that I'm in the middle they'd rather me just be really angry about stuff that I'm not dead angry about It's time yeah. But well, exactly, my opinion. My opinion is subject to change at all any given moment. Opportunity. I've had this Jesus. before. Just not on FSG. No, forever. <laughs> <laughs> not on my paymasters, Chris.
4: Yeah, no, that's over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he
1: always wears a jacket because he Liverpool shirt says FSG in on the back.
4: Yeah, <laughs> the, um, FSG in.
1: <laughs> the... It's a ten.
2: <laughs> they changed the O to an N. Yeah, I um, I, but I just let's pick up on the on the Bellingham stuff because obviously, Ornstein said that it's now looking more likely that he'll go to Man City or, or Real Madrid. Liverpool don't really want to get stuck into like a a bidding war, effectively on this. And I mean, these are just obvious things. And this this again, this is this is the issue what the what the ownership have allowed to happen. <sighs> Putting the club up for sale but not putting it up for sale and david ornstein's the fault for this as well by the way who said it was up for sale when, when apparently it wasn't um allowing things to run and letting all the speculation around it to run rampant like if there was ever a world where they thought it was not possible they could have if they don't get bellingham and it's down to a money issue then we we've, we've fucked it because you can miss out on targets. We've missed out on expensive footballers plenty of time, Mbappe didn't want to join us. You know we've had we've had too uh, many. Didn't want. Didn't ultimately didn't mm-hmm. want to join us. But when you've made it so unequivocally clear, and not like Liverpool have come out and said we're having Jude Bellingham, it's it's what's not said. And we've done; they've done such a good job of shutting down so many rumors in recent months and, and years. But to let this one run rampant, if Liverpool do miss out on Bellingham, I totally agree with your point, Chloe. That that's going to create such a hostile atmosphere, and rightly so, because it's the hope that kills you and the excitement it's that builds stupid. around it. It
1: is absolutely ridiculous that we're even having this conversation. To be honest with you, because to, to I could I could deal with. Liverpool miss out on Jude Bellingham because he wants to go to Real Madrid because, yeah. you know, at some point they're going to knock us out of the European Cup anyway. I can deal <laughs> with that. But to bow out before the race has even started when you've spent two years not signing midfielders to buy <laughs> Jude Bellingham mm. is just bloody stupid. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And if they're saying, oh, we don't want to get get involved because it might cost us a lot of money. Really? Because I think we knew that Jude Bellingham was going to cost Liverpool quite a lot of money. Yeah. I think we've kind of always known that, to be honest with you. So now, for you to go oh we probably just don't want to get into a bidding war with anybody shut the fuck up go and sign us two midfielders two years ago because that's what we needed (laughs) if you're not going to just get even get to the start line of the race it's just stupid Hmm. it's idiotic we've wasted a year because Liverpool wanted to sign G Bellingham and then they decide G Bellingham isn't going to come to us because we don't want to get into a bidding war fuck off
4: yeah It's unforgivable. It's unforgivable for me. It's a word. I think on on it, I think as well, like we were talking before about FSG and FSG out, I think a lot of sensible, balanced Liverpool fans. Bellingham could tip people one way or the other on this because I think we we need him him immeasurably badly. There's absolutely no two ways about that. He secures your midfield for the next 10 years and potentially beyond, he is that good, he is that young. But what annoys me the most about it isn't even all sort of the the speculation and that we want him. I think it's like the best-kept secret in football that we want him. Everyone knows that. It's not even all that. It's the fact that I believe we would get him if we just entered that race. And sort of matched what City were willing to do and matched what I think he comes to us. That's my biggest issue. I don't think if he has a choice of the three, all offering the same money, I think he chooses Liverpool. That's a personal opinion. Yeah. I just think he does. Because I think everything's there for him. But we look like we might not even enter that race. And that is embarrassingly bad.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure Liverpool won't enter the race. I think look, because again we I think we see these as li- as linear things or as physical things sometimes, as though like there's a starting line and like on a date. It's like an, everyone who wants Jude Bellingham turn up on this particular time of this on this particular yeah, track on this particular house. day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like Le Mans, like you know, like you know, like like Jude Bellingham. You've got to get in. You've got to run to your car to get into the Jude Bellingham race. You know, that's that's the kind of thing. And it's but you kind of do have to make a bid.
1: Yeah, and this is what Ornstein's saying. Yeah, Liverpool might not make a bid because they don't want to get into a bid war. Yeah, but it's, so that that kind of is. A, start points. it is but 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 so also don't make the bed with fucking
2: you know, yeah, yeah. but what i mean is this is this there's obviously it's obviously been an ongoing thing for god knows how long and that's the that's the fucking stupid frustration of the whole thing is is this it, again this is not this is not brief this is not brief and i'd guess this is this is investigative Journalism that's gotten this out of someone, you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine because if 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 this is a public Liverpool stance, David Ornstein wouldn't be the one breaking it. Every major northwest journal would have this, and it'd all be coming out at the same at the same time. Um, it's him potentially reading more into it, but I don't know. It's mad. Yeah, it's mad that the, the, all that legwork like, has been done, and. Maybe this is—I mean, it could be that thing of they've had word that he just doesn't—he he, he just wants to play for Man City, and this is now the this is the beginning of the climb down. Of they've they know they have they're not entering a bid because what's the point of entering a bid if you know you're not going to win? Because that's the no, that's the that's the only alternative. That's the only reason you don't bid for June Bellingham is if you think it's a pointless it's a pointless fucking exercise.
1: Well, then what you're leaking out or what the investigative journalism is saying is wrong isn't it? Because, Why? Because he's saying that Liverpool don't want to get involved for a bit more. Yeah. But that's not what they want. That's what you're surmising. That's not the case. You're yeah. saying they don't want to be beaten by somebody else and that's fine. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But then... The investigative journalism is wrong
2: in that, in that regard. I'd
3: rather you match cities, bidden and just pick City. Because at least and I know yeah, from I our perspective that we've tried. The thing with Jude Bellingham is... But I'm
2: saying that you, <clears throat> you've, you've probably done that. that that's, what I, that's what I'm saying about this being Could at you the starting line. I'd look
3: them, please, for me to be aware of it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah no, need... well, that's not well. That's so stupid, isn't it? Because we're not going to do no, no football clubs run like that. No one's going to tell you what Qatar, the transfer business. I is. need
3: someone from Liverpool to come out and say, "Well, you know, we, we like we like too so many. We we tried, you know, but they never came out and fault.
2: said that either. Yeah. You know, that was... But we
3: were all aware of it. So someone needs to get on the backlog and tell it because if they don't, once again, you're going to create this hostile atmosphere because yeah. you haven't told us. Yeah. So you might have done it correctly, but because you've not told us and just came out and said, "Look, we did try, but he, he just Ireland Harland was his best mate." Dortmund's and he's Haaland's got him that's mm. the main reason I'd be like okay well at least we tried it's at not tried. Yeah, it, yeah. it's a
4: fair point because Liverpool you, the, the people you mentioned the North West they'd be eager for them to sort of spread the word and say do you know what we did try he just chose them because yeah. they're going to want to sort of quieten yeah. the mood music around it because they know what's going to happen if they end up
2: just not going for Bellingham so it's not a good that'll come though is that, that's my point Is that, that if that's what It'll happens we will see We will see that happen I but, hope
1: Paul Hontine's wrong by the way yeah, I, no, know, I do I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack I genuinely, and, genuinely, uh, genuinely whatever, do. My
2: point on this is that that's the thing though is that it's not a point where the bidding doesn't start at, at this point. Mm. The bidding's part. Bidding's the final stage. We Liverpool mm. have been have been in this process for, for for two years. They've been buttering up. They've been talking to the family. They've been having Henderson and Trent on the case of international duty. They've gotten to this point, point. and I'm well I, again, it's it's a it's a speculation, but all of this is speculation to its own degree. Mm. Is that if you know he doesn't want to play for you. What's the point in putting a bid in?
1: It's an interesting Well, one if well. you don't want the... Th- what what Chloe's saying? If you don't want the fans to turn on you, then you need to make it. The
3: fans will too. Yeah. The fans will But isn't that. But in reality, though, isn't that
1: fucking stupid? Why? We've not anyone... No, 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 no. But why, why
2: are we bidding for a player who doesn't want to join us? What's well, the, what's is the not, I, point? I, uh, is that true that we be ang- we should be angry about Liverpool, but bidding but for a player who doesn't want to join us? I think
3: it's also a factor. I think Jude Bellingham is the type who wants to play for a football club who will make an original song, who'll have a flag on the stand for him. He seems like a club who doesn't just want to go somewhere for the money, he seems like he wants to be adored and that is the difference here. If it was a player who didn't care for that, but cared for major honours and thought that City was, you know, they've got more money, they'll have more sustainability, they'll be able to, 10 years' time, they're still going to be at the top, Liverpool might not be based on their model, everything has to go correctly, then that's okay, but Jude Bellingham, from everything we've been told in the past two years, from how much much Jürgen Klopp is supposedly ringing him up and having mm. these conversations, it seems like if it was up to him and there was mm-hmm. no money involved, he'd gravitate towards Liverpool more. And I talk,
2: look, the by the way, I, 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 up yeah. until yesterday, it, I was totally of the opinion that he's definitely signing for Liverpool. Same, but,
1: but Paul, isn't, isn't Liverpool's ownership part of one of the reasons that he maybe doesn't want to sign for us? Yeah. No idea. Isn't it be, maybe one of the reasons that the way Liverpool are today? and where we are in the league today might be one of the reasons that he doesn't. So actually, you might have started in complete pole position, mm. but their management of the club and, and Klopp's management of the team and the players' performances over the last and six months has led us to a position where he now doesn't want to sign for us. And Absolutely, because guys. there are better options out there.
2: Or the alternative is, putting all this to one side, is that is Liverpool? Is it, is it just as likely that Liverpool have looked at the absolute fucking state of this season and gone, Well, our our idea of just putting all our eggs in one player's basket is stupid because we're going to pay £120 million for Jude Bellingham and he's not going to fix the fucking problem when we need to spend... And, that, to, and that, that's where it
1: comes back to what the owners can spend. The and, and it comes back to what yeah. we know and what we
2: don't know. and we don't. The, the honest fact on all this is what it says. We actually don't know any of this. We're, we're just fucking running with a bunch of hearsay and conjecture and Chinese whispers and these myths, mythologies that's built up around random conversations none of us genuinely know. And we're getting really fucking riled up around a bunch of information that we simply don't have. Mm. And That's football fandom. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like but, yeah, 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 exactly. But also, you know, every now and again, it's worth, nothing, it's worth having a little fucking reality check and going, are we all happy being dead angry about something for no for effectively no reason? Yeah, but but what, he,
1: what I'm saying, Paul, is what we've been told is that Liverpool don't want to enter the race because they think the price might get too high.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not drawing any conclusions that aren't like you, where you're saying Liverpool have probably been told they're not going to get him. That's you're mm. you're making that up. I'm reading David Ornstein's art, you know article word for word. Who's saying Liverpool don't want to get into a bidding war? You said I, I, that's but, what but, I'm saying. No, you
2: said is it not about the ownership and where Liverpool are at that's don't why know, wouldn't that time? I that's to come be, off the
1: back of what you've right, yeah. said. The article says Liverpool don't want to get into a bid and war. And I said at the beginning, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. should have known all yeah. along yeah, yeah, yeah. that Liverpool should be getting into a bid war. If the excuse is... Everything else is, is yeah. noise around if, it. Yeah. The article is the article. Yeah.
2: If the excuse is that it's going to get too, it's going to get too expensive, then you're right. It's, fucking, it, it, it's absolutely fucking stupid. Mm. But to move the conversation forward on stuff and where we're at with, with it, this is my problem with the Bellingham stuff. I think he's a tremendous footballer, but we've made like our, our summer transfers and our. Every, we've made the entire football club hinge on the signing or not signing of one footballer, which is fucking mental because I don't care whether Liverpool break. If, if, if Liverpool break their budget and let's say they end up into You get into 150 million, 200 million pounds for Duke Bellingham. Well, that's. Liverpool don't need a 200 million pounds central midfielder. They don't. Liverpool need. Two to three central midfielders, or whatever, or whatever the right central midfielders, at whatever price they cost. They probably need a centre half. They probably need a right back. They probably need, you know, maybe one or two. You know, if we were really going above and beyond, how much
3: are we allowed to spend? Well, no, exactly. What but I that, that's know. That, again, like, that, yeah, it, because you should be able to go and spend bank on him, and then also go and get someone else. Because listen, you you bought us when we were what three hundred, yeah. And it's now three billion. You now wouldn't sell the club for four billion. You'd want around five to six. We this club, this football club, has made you so much money. If you want to go back to that state, that the the way we work, where you have to sell and invest, you've now got to invest because you've got to a point where it doesn't work. So go out and buy Bellingham, and maybe five years down the line, an uh, offer comes in from Real Madrid, and God forbid that ever did, where you just can't say no. Then they'd have to, yeah. if you want to sustain the model. But you can also go and get those 30, 40 mil with a Bellingham. I don't see how we don't have enough money. It, it, like I don't see how they don't have enough money. Pump some money back into the football club now, because we haven't had a midfielder yeah. for three years. This is one for ten years' time. Yeah. If he doesn't get an ACL or any, and his his body, he doesn't. But that's doesn't the look point. Like that's that. the
2: point. You can't hinge the i. I'm paid, I am a That advocate on this, by the way, because again, I would I would spend anything on Jude Bellingham. He's the, he's the star. He changes the game, and he and he makes he puts you at the top of the the pecking order again in in foot in terms of the transfer market. But look at the state of us, like a hundred fifty million, hundred twenty, hundred fifty million pounds on Jude Bellingham, because we're not cause that football club that can then go and do. 500 million in a, in a transfer window and again maybe they need to change and that go, I idea i could ask a question in the comments from az Shaq, what would make me fsg out this summer is the pivotal one mm-hmm. because it goes back to my point liverpool need to have a negative net spend this summer that, and, a, and a significant one because we need to we need to get the squad back up to a level where you can if, if, if they're sticking around they need to they need to invest in that squad to be able to to, to get the model ticking back over again Jude mm-hmm. Bellingham doesn't get the model ticking back over <clears> again it doesn't that's, a Galact- that's the Galactico's model yeah. and that's that's the you've got to have a you know you've got to have a bottomless pit multi multi-billionaire owner play thing to, to, to live in that world and may- maybe we all want that and I'm not saying I don't by the way but if we've not got that then that's the world where you don't... I you think don't sometimes you for forget and.
1: that the model that they changed to was spend the money on the player
2: that's going to make the difference. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and that's what they did with Alisson and with Virgil van Dijk. Well, the model
2: changed to spend all the money on keeping the good players at the football club. And, and that's well
1: as, the, that was the next iteration yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. But they did go and sign the players for whatever money it costed. Mm-hmm. You know, broke the world record fee for a goalkeeper at the time. Premier League record, was it for a centre-back, was it? yeah yeah so you know they, they they've spent the money in the past on the player that's going to make a difference and they've recognized when one player or two player for big money will make a difference to the squad this is that player that that, that we we'll, we'll see over the next few few weeks won't we who Liverpool start to get linked to mm-hmm. because the links right now seem to be try and buy someone on a free try and buy someone for dead cheap yeah. and that all made sense when you pair Mount with Bellingham yeah. or 100%. something, and if that all changes to seventy million pound players or whatever, then then you can understand that the money was there and maybe that it was too much on Bellingham, and then I can go, I can take a step yeah. back and go, right, slightly less annoyed now. But if the rumours are still Mount and a lad on a free and just a big dude Bellingham hole, then you think, what the hell are they doing? Like, who,
3: who yeah. was it? Was who was the centre? Was that the Ever centre? Evan centre
1: half in Frankfurt. Yeah. So,
3: I mean. He'd come in and he'd obviously replace Matter. That's sound. The, the thing with, like you mentioned there, it seems like, I think you mentioned it earlier, it just seems like in 10 years' time we look back on it and go, I only spent 120 million on Jude Bellingham. He's lasted 10 yeah. years. He's won the lot. Like if it ends up like that, 120 million's not, because you've got a generational footballer. <laughs> this is a lad who, like Modric, like Cruz, I'd. Casemiro to an extent I'd say in um, you know Real Madrid's midfield be there for (laughs) 10-15 years and (laughs) still be knocking it out the park like Modric does week in week out he is a generational footballer we are the most attractive we've ever been aside from obviously when we won the Champions League and the league a couple of years ago but we're the most attractive we've been in ages and the fact that we, we believe we can't come and spend cash mm. on him because other people outbid us is absolutely unbelievable to me
4: just to say on that you're right and I think he's potential ballon d'Or when within years to come he's that good like. but I think the problem is and you are right but in terms of what you say about the spending money and whatever the budget is but we've got ourselves into this mess yeah. fsg's oversight and yeah. they're not investing has got us into this mess so for me normally I'm quite calm and balanced and what about what we spend and what we're willing to spend but for me this summer has to be 300 million plus it just has to be because if not we're not going to be anywhere near it next season we need a huge overhaul we're losing so many players for three or next to three that this summer just has to be the big one and for me that includes Bellingham includes Bellingham plus one, two, three others they can be a little bit cheaper that's fine
2: but Bellingham just has got to be part of it yeah yeah I I, say, I I totally agree that Liverpool Liverpool have got huge work to do <clears> in the summer and that's what it hinges on. What I would say is though again the Bellingham's mate we've made but we've hyped Bellingham and that's 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 on us that's on them not shutting things down. Yeah. That's on clearly they've, they've gone above and beyond to try and do all the they've done the Virgil Van Dyke approach on this because he should have signed for Man City or he should have signed for Chelsea that summer because they were they were more enticing, more money on offer, probably more guaranteed chance of titles on offer, that kind of stuff. But we sold him on the on the project. What we'll never know is the intangibles you know, around the Jude Bellingham stuff. I really, really want us to go and get him, but again, it's like I know this is like a it's a bit of a binary decision, but to take one hundred and twenty million pounds, we don't know what the budget is. Ultimately, you know, because mm-hmm. we could say, what if it's a £200 million budget for the summer? But, you know, well, then that's not, is that enough then to go and fix all the, the issues in, in the squad? I don't know. If it's a three hundred million, we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. We know that they need to go and spend fucking mega money to make the squads competitive again. Mm-hmm. Or we need to go back to that mad model of, of that worked really well for us of getting some incredibly shrewd signings and, 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 and trusting that they were. But there's a lot of, there's, talking about laws of diminishing returns, that's a huge one, because for every Andy Robertson, there's a Taki Minamino, you know, or there's mm-hmm. a J- and Shaqiri who can come in and be absolutely fine. We've got fine. We need stars, we need we need cast iron, good Champions League winning international calibre beyond footballers to come into this side, and more than one of them. Um, so yeah it's a fucking huge huge thing Bellingham I think eases the psychological pressure because everyone knows who he is but my point on it forever will remain is if they go out in the summer and just buy three lads and they happen to be the they happen to do the business I don't really give a fuck whether it's Jude Bellingham or not. I want Jude Bellingham of course who doesn't want Jude Bellingham but I I just can't bring myself to get fucking irate about the, about assigning or not signing Jude Bellingham the irateness will come depending on what my irateness has not been
1: involved Yeah. That's where my arrogance
3: comes from. Yeah, man. It's like it's based like I felt deflated when I heard it this morning because You've got nothing to hang your hat on, really, so far this season. We're out of everything. The main thing was, hey lads, you know what? We've been crap this season. We it feels like we've been a midfielder show sure, for two, three seasons. Well, don't worry because this is the reason why. Because we built up to this, and we, for saved, the st- we literally
1: saved our money yeah. for two years to go and, and bid for Bellingham, and then you go, I quite like the money in me pockets. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm also
2: quite. But it's not even that, is though. It's like going into fucking eBay <clears throat> with, your, with your top price that you're going to pay for something. And then some twack comes in and raises the price <laughs> for a laugh. Um, and then you're left with Ari. You know what I mean? What are you, yeah, what, what but are you we should either? have enough
3: money either way. I don't care what the price of you, Bellingham but... is, Liverpool should have that money. <laughs> um, but the the other thing is. is what I'm extremely not convinced of is where you said the three midfielders. I'm not convinced we have a backup plan. There is nothing in the last however many years that has convinced me that Liverpool have a Lost out in Touchymeni. Oh, don't worry, guys. We're not, we want, we clearly needed a midfielder. We clearly wanted one, but we don't have a backup plan really with that.
2: Well, Bellingham was the backup plan, wasn't but it?
3: We, we haven't got him and we're still studying. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that I'm not too sure we'll have a backup plan because it feels like we've put every egg in every single like like Jude Bellingham basket that there is. I'm worried that you're now running out of time. The price is going to be bumped up because they know now you're not getting Jude Bellingham.
2: Yeah, that's a concern.
3: I don't know what Plan B is. That's what I'm worried. I about. don't think
2: there's a world where Jurgen Klopp manages a Liverpool side that doesn't spend by players that it needs in the summer though. Is anyone else? I really hope you do. I
3: hope so. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, exactly, that's my feeling. You're
2: in a much healthier place than I am, yeah.
3: let me
4: tell you. Honestly, I, I, it worries me. It really, because you, you're right, and you'd like to think that'd be the case. And I know Jürgen Klopp is smart enough to work that way. But at the same time, you look at some of the windows where we have sort of foregone the opportunity to decide. Virgil van Dijk, we left him and didn't get anyone else instead. Thankfully, it all worked out okay because we got Virgil van Dijk. He was brilliant. But there was no alternative there. We did it with too many, like you mentioned, we didn't go and get anyone. We didn't go and get Nunes in the end, he we went to Wolves, so we just left it, we ended up getting Mellow on deadline day. There is a sort of a, a back catalogue of sort of failure when it comes to this sort of thing, of us not getting it right after the fact, and we are producing these oversights and for me, not getting slash going for Bellingham would be a huge oversight. Yeah, if it
3: was a couple of years ago, you know, when, like, everyone was like, oh, my God, how are they just picking players up here and making them world stars? Now it feels like we've just let let loads of people run the contracts down, we've got no money back from it. in that case, it was 60 mil, and yet over... However long he's been here, he's probably made that back. It's not a lot in terms of how much we've had to pay him per year. But that was still a player that two years ago, and there's reasons why we couldn't sell him, obviously, that we've mm. talked about previously on the issues. There was money there to, to get back. It feels like over the last two years... It's like it's like having a guitar string, and when you've strung it, one string's just gone off and snapped and snapped and snapped. Like,
4: just like when you got a banjo and your banjo keeps breaking. Yeah. <laughs> On top <laughs> of <laughs> all of that, as well. Um... <laughs> Michael legends is <laughs> gone, analogy. and Julian Ward's going. Yeah. Like the people we've sort of held to making all these smart decisions—just had the manager Andy Robertson, Jim Mohammed, Salas they're not going to be in the building for much longer. One of them's gone already. And the, the next one, the one we kind of all pinned our hopes on to say, oh, you're a success. You've watched how Edwards worked. He's also leaving. Like, listen, I remain confident. If, that hey, listen, fine. fine. Look,
2: I'll buy, look, I'll buy it. Let's go. Let's run down all the things that could possibly go. My concern over the <laughs> uh, director of football thing, right, is... Who, who is who is it going to be and how much say does Jürgen Klopp have in picking them?
3: Do you think... Wait, dear, do you think we were having a chat earlier? Well, Tom was having this chat. Do you think that Jürgen Klopp and Pep Linders being the vocal point of our side, do you reckon that's good or do you reckon
1: that's bad? I think the Pep Linders thing is a load of shit. Oh, so to is be he quite not? honest with you. I just think this... The, I, I, I believe when someone says, oh, he's a Linders and I'm thinking, I don't believe that at all, you know. I'm not, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I I mean, that wasn't your
3: question, but thank you. I I, I like the insight there. (laughs) But you isn't to... your
1: question whether Linders and Klopp are going to have no? Do you
3: reckon? a group
4: of that's what
2: of you asked. and actual... I answered. I don't think Linders.
1: has any say in transfers, I
4: felt
2: like you answered the question. Honestly. Oh, okay, no, I, I thought it was I, a, it was a, it was a nice opportunity to shoot down Pep Linders conspiracy theorists. I enjoyed it. Tacked onto your question was, was about um... them being too important to the football club in in in, in general. And that, that, but that's why is it Claude repeating questions. Question?
3: My question was more about do you think it should be, you know, a group of people who are proven, like, you know, every football club to go and make the signs happen? And I like is like
1: Linders and that... Claude. Because but, you definitely mentioned both of them, and now you're talking about transfers yeah, again. So yeah. it kind of does feel, Chloe, like you <laughs> asked whether Linda was important <laughs> in the transfer strategy. Do you think? I didn't ask if it was
3: important. I asked, do you think it was the right idea? I don't think that, he's involved in it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but yeah, again, do you know think? Yeah, Jürgen. it is. Yeah, yeah, but do you think those being the they over the last year or something, they said that they wanted more saying mm. everything do you reckon it should be solely up to them because it feels like they've tooken, taken taken a higher stand a this is my question about the director of football
2: thing it. is that if, if if who's choosing the director of football you're picking the guy to work with him not not almost the other way around and that's an arse about tit way to do the director of football role the director of football should be the one who sits who sits above it it's like you know in in, in Go back to Billy Bean and stuff like your GM is the guy who sits above the thing and the manager is the guy who does the the coaching and managing of the side and what have you. I'm a little concerned about that, but it is what happens. Managers, the longer they go in football clubs, the more power they amass. And that either leads to spectacular combustion or that's how you build a dynasty. That's how Alex Ferguson ends up at uh, you know uh, United for so long. That's how Wenger ends up for so long. And eventually it runs out because it's harder to refresh elements when so many things are so ingrained. It'd be like starting a company up and giving shares to all of the, you know, uh, major shares to all of the employees. You then can't then move... It's harder to move them on. If if Lindus has had his time, how is he too? Is he too integrated into everything that we do to try to to unplug him and plug a new guy with fresh ideas in under the manager? We don't we don't know that just yet. That appointment's going to be huge, mm, yeah. really, really huge, and it is concerning that if, if Bellingham doesn't get landed, who who the fucks putting the leg in on? On all the guys who are going not to be the replacements, it's not
1: getting done now, is it? No. Because there isn't there isn't new director of football, so you well, know it's that... not getting done
2: by yeah, yeah. It's either getting done by Julian Ward, who doesn't got a skin in the game because mm-hmm. he's going to be somewhere else, or it's getting done by someone who's not a spe- whose job that isn't normally, which very rarely works out for football clubs when other people are tasked with the, doing the those thing jobs. with the
1: the director of football and the manager thing. There needs to be mutual respect and trust Absolutely. between the two of them, and I think you can only get that on the job. I think that for the most part, like, you need to trust that their signings work and they need to trust that your ideas as a manager will work in the grand scheme of the stats or whatever it is. So it's a difficult relationship to get right. And I think that's why you see loads of clubs struggle with the director of football consistently over the, over the course of the last 15, 20 years. It, it's not been an easy thing for English clubs to get right has it. And I think that that's down to the ego of the manager and also the ego of the person, the director of football and stuff. So I, I don't know to answer your question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I think Jurgen Klopp has absolutely got enough credit in the bank to be involved in transfer decisions. hundred percent, mm. he should be involved in transfer decisions,
2: and he always has. But been.
1: he, or, yeah, and he always has been. But he also needs to trust the guys above him, and he needs to take their, them on board. If that's the if you know if what, you're saying if they, we say this is the guy you need, Jurgen can't say no. I, you know what I mean? Well, he, yeah. he just can't. It, ha- but that's that's an incredibly difficult relationship to get right.
4: Yeah. It is, yeah. It served him well in the past, not saying no to the guy above him, whether it may be because obviously there was the brand stuff, wasn't there? When we were going for Salem and stuff like that, it turns out that the, the sporting director has got it right, and Klopp's been more than willing to go with that. But I take your point entirely. I think English clubs have struggled with it it's quite a new sort of phenomenon over here, isn't it? It was quite a, it was a European thing it, wasn't, it to begin with.
1: English clubs had managers, yeah. I, well, okay, football like coaches, Focus and the, the coach Benga and the manager job is very different.
4: Absolutely, yeah. that's why we haven't really sort of taken to it that well. It's taken a while for us to sort of get good at it in this country,
2: I'd say. And Brendan Rodgers, a good example, hated it. Hated it. Yeah, 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 yeah. hated it. And it's that was how you end up with those like attack pieces on Michael Edwards in the Daily Mail about how like the laptop guru's costing him his job and all mm-hmm. that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the, it, it's yeah. This is my thing, and all this. There's so many mad facets to the football club that feel totally off kilter at the moment. Um, we could just do with. Yeah, I mean everything's eased by the football players winning football matches. That would be nice if they did that because we can at least we can at least park it for for a little bit. But that's the biggest issue is that we've got the biggest summer looming probably in the last ten years in mm-hmm. terms of what Liverpool are gonna do, and I don't know who's in charge of that. I don't know how much we've got to spend. I don't know what whether Liverpool are going to be in the Champions League or the Europa League or European football at all. We don't know what our rivals are going to have to spend and how much they're going to be good and for similar targets for us, etc., etc., etc. So it is it's a huge, huge unknown. But in reality, it's kind of like it is or it is like that most summers we just it's about trust that we don't really have at the moment
1: I think the big difference and and if Ornstein have maybe framed the article if it was possible this way is that look if Liverpool don't get Champions League football we won't have the money to get into a bid, and more I can kind of understand that Mm -hmm. I can rationalise that because you know it can be 100 million Difference between European football and a good run in the a good run in the Champions League. Sorry, and no European football that I can get my head around. Mm-hmm. But not getting into a bidding war when everything's still on the table. Like if we get in the Champions League this season, are we still not in form because we're scared about a bidding yeah. war? Mm. That's a major concern.
2: Yeah, my problem with all this is record fucking... frigging.
1: You know, revenues again, it's... big commercial deals that they like to spout off about all the time. Ticket yep.
4: prices. Ticket it's...
1: prices increase. Big new stand opening up, extra re- extra eighty million revenue coming in, probably next season. Still not in for Bellingham. Okay,
2: yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the again goes back to it. It's March, and it's it's a summer transfer. Yeah, who knows? You know exactly. You know that, and that that that's again. Down to it. Whatever we'll do, we'll do what we'll do, and we'll we'll either be really good for it, or we'll be average, or the same for it, or worse for it. It's what happens with transfer windows, isn't it? Um But it's another example, by the way, we've all just done it. Of it's an international break when Liverpool are in poor form, and an article comes out that causes all to lose our fucking shit. It's fucking. It's David Ornstein who is not cast iron, saying anything one way or the other on stuff, and.
1: Thank it's, God he got it right about the uh, Liverpool Ruff for
2: sale. Oh no, yeah, yeah. The um if, <laughs> if Sean Yeah. The yeah. um boy this is the thing. It's there's nothing it's not it's a fucking not an article. It's like it's not It's it's fucking not there's literally not in there. You know what I mean? I mean and there is, there's enough of a talking point that we've just managed to fucking milk an hour and fucking twenty minutes out of it, it or whatever. But, 20 on it. Yeah, but mm. fuck me, like you know, it's that that is that article's a long way round of saying nobody's won, the, won the, the bidding for Jude Bellingham yet. Jude Bellingham hasn't chosen this football club yet. The transfer window isn't open for another three months, three and a half months.
3: It comes back to the trust that you've just mentioned, the word trust. Yeah, yeah. That, that That is with me. Like I believe this is actually now a possibility. It should never be a possibility that Liverpool could not have enough money to go and bid for Jude Bellingham, especially when we've put the groundwork in for two years. But it's got to that point now over the last couple of years where I don't have the trust. I actually believe that could happen. I believe mm. we could take a, a, a back seat and say, actually, can mm. no, yeah. can't. don't really want to be doing that. And that's the problem. It obviously doesn't help. If, if I had a distraction of still being in the Champions League or something, I could get away Would've with matter, it because I could yeah, forget. Yeah. But it's the fact that there's been little hints here and there of Liverpool being poor at their business over the last two years and it's just not gave me any confidence. It
2: feels like one of the biggest oversights from the ownership group in this last year is just not having the finger on the pulse of what their actions mean and Mm. how and what 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 the knock on effect of them doing stuff is. So allowing that the sale thing to become public and then and then not not being on top of it enough to guide the conversation around it and then to casually throw out in a fucking unrelated article on, the, on another continent about a completely different subject matter they that I don't know it's not for sale, you know, as, ever, as anyone meant to feel more than just wound up by it because we're being put through the emotional ringer. And people are capitalising on that in a, in a bigger way than ever because, as I say, it goes back to that point uh, – it's the pot gets stared on a daily basis by all kinds of outside influencers who just want to see us upset I, if, if it was you know if Liverpool weren't in this situation and Man United were going through all this I would be I would be happily poking into all that like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and, and happily looking to make them feel as unhappy and miserable about that thing because that's just the, just the way it goes but yeah it's a big melting pot of fucking shit at the moment that's even greater under the microscope because of the decisions that are being made Liverpool have been crap on the pitch they've mm-hmm. got some major issues to address on and off the pitch and there's no football for fucking 17 days fuck off the seventeen <laughs> day
3: football for 17 days actually make me feel great I, I felt but the this best is, I have
2: in a while I was great up until this article coming out because this is That's what we're now this yeah. is what it is now yeah. it's now two weeks of <laughs> getting fucking dead upset about, about, <laughs> about millionaire lads may or may not play for Liverpool yeah. for fucking hundreds yeah. of million pounds. They won as well. Honestly,
4: fucking... Monday morning, Jesus. straight off the bat. Yeah. No yeah. holds barred. I mean, We're not even, we like even into
1: the international. Deal thing, with yeah, that. We've we <laughs> not even got to see a picture of Hendo with Jude Bellingham not. on his Instagram. Yeah, yeah. to make yeah. us feel you calm. I mean? yeah, yeah. We
3: oh. did. There was, the, the, there was a photo that Trend. came out last night with Trent uh, and Jude Bellingham. I don't know when Chris Brown's been on tour, but they went to go and see Chris Brown together. If That could have been recently because he's obviously back because of the international (laughs) Yeah,
4: that's the other alternative. If you look closely, David Ornstein just
2: behind him. (laughs) (laughs) Vibing away to Transformer. Um, The um, super chats we've got in, Elite Six, Mm. is due can gain icon status for us. We can build around him, in my opinion, with the best footballing option for him. I'm just sad now. Darwin is still sexy, though as always we love them coming um, Lee W Kehoe uh, to be fair how often do we get told Liverpool won't go into a bidding war said the same with Nunes there is a bit of that and again this mm-hmm. is the thing of it's not about fucking right or wrong I know people are, I've got really strong opinions on all these things it's just a lazy fair thing I don't it'll be it'll be what it will be me getting angry doesn't make it any different whether they do whether they do it or not It'd be nice if they fucking did now um, <laughs> <laughs> very
3: nice to be fair though at least we you know the agony rant section continued quite a while yeah, and it, it went
2: yeah, well so it's a good, yeah, so good. So yeah, job like uh, we've got yeah.
3: that insert, is isn't it
2: yeah SK with the Super Chester United fan uh, interesting to hear these convos from your side you know how much you can spend it's 70% of your earnings plus sales and over five years any spend less than this is your board uh, okay Um, some investment would help wouldn't it
4: you know, that sounds like the most simple thing in the world. <laughs> I don't mean for FSG. Sorry, I mean from outside parties into FSG. That's clearly what they're after on the on the wholesale into thing. Liverpool, into Liverpool. Yeah, that that change things because it feels like one of them. You mentioned they're knocking it into a bidding war. It feels like one of them where this article comes out today then the month's time if we do get some investment we go oh yeah the situation changed because of investment it feels like that is a possibility and that then re-enters us it's an easy way of getting us back into that race is,
3: war. Is, could someone invest in Liverpool and, and get a lot of money back from this like how much Like it, to I don't, me but it but just it's not doesn't about, seem like they no
2: but I think people, this is where there's a misunderstanding about what investment means okay. if you're an individual and you you would invest in a business people watch Dragon's Den and think they understand how business works at every level so they go oh well, I'm going to invest this I'm going to get Twenty percent of your company, and that means I am going to get paid dividends every every year. Whereas when you are like hedge fund capital, venture capital venture, venture capitalist, it's about growing the value of your portfolio. So to mm-hmm. that point, FSG have never made haven't made a profit on Liverpool, but it's grown the value of Fenway Sports Group by 2.5 2.7 billion or or, or more. That's just like. It's imaginary money, isn't it? But all of made big businesses conducted with imaginary money. It's all money that exists in the ether. So you would buy in, you might buy a, a- Fifty percent share of Liverpool or a forty percent share of Liverpool, and if Liverpool's value doubles over the next five years, then the value of your share doubles, and then that increases the value of your your total portfolio in the in the in the imaginary does, sense. That's why that's why you invest at that level, not because you want some extra readies to go in your in your, in your bank account. have
3: there was I, I've been reading stuff apparently? It, does <laughs> Liverpool and <laughs> not book just on football, it's absolutely crap. Um, Someone does, wrote
1: on a football that you read? Uh,
3: yeah. Um, Did yeah. they say Mitre? It was signed <laughs> by you. Um, now, do, do Liverpool have, like, I feel like they they must have capped out. I don't know business, I don't get this. How much more profit can FSG make from this? Because it seems like we're at Loads. a mad number. You
1: know, I think Liverpool, the, the Premier League <clears throat> clubs, when they get their head around the television rights and they mm-hmm. probably sell right. their own rights, yeah. or even if they just are able to package the, those so that, does that, that mean I'm going to be
3: spending another 15 quid on another what thing what it means is television. the value
1: of a football club right now is probably the best in the world maybe Manchester United something like that could go for 5, 6 you might be talking 10 billion oh. by the time the television stuff mm. gets okay. sorted and then there'll be something else There'll be some kind of meta or VR type yeah. shit that will blow that through the water yeah. and all that okay. type of stuff. Because they were talking, weren't they, about selling tickets? I can't remember what sport it was. It might have been the NBA, where they sell VR tickets to floor sides for NBA games and stuff okay. like that. Absolutely. And like, um, there could be that. In, you know, Premier League in the cop. They could be selling VR tickets in the cop down the line and stuff like that. And then uh, however many million people could all pay 100 quid ah, for okay. a game. Mm. And they're all so just yeah. essentially just selling one seat. Yeah, Like, you know what I mean? There's mm. all kinds of stuff that they're still going to do to grow money. Exactly. But the problem is, if you want... A quick book in footy that's really difficult, and that's what, like, you don't buy a Premier League club because you want to make money on a yearly basis. Yeah. Don't, football clubs don't, make, don't make profits, money. Yeah. yeah.
2: Football clubs don't make but don't if you're, make, you're in do, for okay. 10, 15
1: years yeah. like FSG, you are going to make three, and that, four, five, six, and seven
2: that's, that's where it comes back to it. And, and again, it's hope, and it's not because, again, I, most people might think the other ways I've got no affinity for the current ownership group is that my, my understanding and where my faith in it comes from is that. It comes back to the value of the portfolio, and if Liverpool aren't competing at, at the top level anymore, then the value of the football club will shrink, and that will damage them, and it will damage the the you know their their overall operation. So, it's in their best interest, to keep spending on Liverpool 100%. to keep growing exactly exactly, yeah. and, and that's why hate that and that's why again again we don't the, the, some of us would see that as Jude Bellingham, but it goes back to this season. I think last summer I'd have been look, I'd have been looking at it too and going. Maybe just one or two really quality additions, and we'll, we'll keep and we'll just be able to keep going over. Whereas, on the back of what I've seen this season, and with certain players either not kicking on or not agreeing contract extensions, or the legs falling off, of Fabinho being an example, I wouldn't have looked at Fabinho as someone who needed replacing anytime soon. Now I'm thinking if someone comes in with a half decent bid for the summer, you get rid because he's not going to, I wouldn't be trusting him to come back to that level. And maybe that's ultimately part and parcel of it as you look at it now and go, We probably the reality of where Liverpool are at. They can't maybe trust that a good summer off will fix all of these problems. Mm, They might have to go. And again, we come back to it, it's like Jürgen Klopp's not involved in these conversations. He is. And because there's no one else, (laughs) he has to be in these conversations because everyone else has fucking got off. Is that you will? what we'll never know is he might, someone's probably presenting him an option going, here's exactly how much money we've got to spend. What, What would you rather, mate? Would you do you think do you think this is enough for us to do, do it, this? Or do you want this instead? Our
1: fast midfielder or Cody Gakpo could change the
2: front line for next season. Yeah. Do you want? You've got three hundred million to spend. How do you want? How do you want to spend it? What's the best way for you to go and to go and spend it? One that? due Bellingham, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. And, right. and
3: a Mason Mount on top of it. If I'm really stretched on the boat.
2: Yeah. so But yeah. But I, I I can't see how it's not going to be a significant number of transfer moves this summer. But I don't know what they look like and mm, yeah, no, one, no one fucking does do they.
3: I was excited for yeah. the, the summer transfer and up until about eight. A.m. But you will be, but you, you just will, will
2: be because will. that again, this is what we were Again, <laughs> it's the problem with making everything in life a one issue fucking deal, <laughs> is that if it, it it can only ever go one of two ways and if it doesn't go your way, you're fucking dead upset. It's like going to fucking Vegas and fucking putting your whole all your life on fucking red yeah. and it comes up black and getting cross because <laughs> like it was just as likely to go fucking one or the other. You've put yourself at the fucking like, the lap of the gods. Telling you more bust, isn't it? Exactly exactly, people, exactly. Yeah. and yeah i get I'm, it i'm, it I'm fair I, it I, away, yeah. I do i i'm not an understanding of that i just don't share that level of aggression yeah, is the difference. It, yeah um just quickly looking at where we're at then as we as we've headed into the um the international break liverpool currently sixth in the premier league uh, we are five points behind newcastle who've played the same amount of games we are seven points behind tottenham who are in fourth but we have two games in hand over them um Brighton are still. In Brighton issue. have got a game in hand on us, a level points behind, um, and we've got a game in hand over Brentford. Do underneath them, but uh, again, level on level on points with us. I think what we the, the encouraging note from all of this, Dan, is it's another weekend of football where we've seen that. Not everyone who we're in the fight with wins. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got their own issues. Everyone's got a variety of things. Every single one of these teams is struggling for consistency in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um We're going to talk about Tottenham, Tottenham to be in a big way on the Bars football <laughs> podcast because Conte's fucking hilarious. Um, but that's, yeah, it's... It, yeah. Nothing's changed. We're just slightly higher up the table... We still need to win lots of more football games mm-hmm. and hope other people lose football games.
4: Yeah, it's definitely a positive to take from the weekend, isn't it? Like, Especially the Spurs result. Newcastle showing a little bit of resilience, a little bit of fight, and getting a little bit of luck at the end with our penalty to win it is really frustrating. Obviously, because I felt like they were going to drift away after a few times. No, not in terms of getting <laughs> the penalty. I meant, I meant the, <laughs> the actual, yeah, winning the game later on and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I felt like Newcastle were going to drift away, but maybe not. But yeah, I think you're right. I think in terms of, it just shows you that they're not anywhere near perfect or consistent enough to just run away with it. No one's going to run away with fourth place, it looks like, which actually makes it all the more frustrating that if we were just better this season, we'd have it sewn up by now ourselves and we could relax a little bit more. Like... When it all boils down to it, if we do end up missing out, we're not going to be able to blame anybody else because Tottenham are crap. Newcastle are also a little bit crap. We're only going to be able to blame ourselves for the Forest result, the Fulham result much earlier on the season. Wolves coming to Bournemouth, Bournemouth the other weekend. Like. We'll have nobody else to blame but ourselves. Sometimes you miss out on stuff in life. When we miss out in the league to City all the time, You City just boss, just one of them things. Real Madrid, they're better on the night. quarter was unbelievable. This time around, if we miss out on fourth, it's down to us.
2: Yeah, yeah it is what it is Carl G 1997 says the running of our club has been self sabotage with the uh, super chat there uh, and we've got a great one from Nigel Jones who's also a YouTube member uh, says it's basically a war there's United City, Chelsea and Newcastle with all the brand new weapons and there's us with the muskets from Lockstock and two smoking battles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone else just think of James the straight away then? Yeah, that's it. Gans for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Nice for a pro. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've got bows and arrows, says the another one. Uh, <laughs> Muhammad Kasim here says, Allnstein piece is an opinion piece, guys. Don't stress too much. <laughs> maybe we've just maybe we led with that. It um, oh, was that two hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: saw Sam Walker say this on Twitter, but I'm sure he does say sources at some point. I don't
4: think he does opinion pieces either, to be honest with you. I think if he does, he states very clearly that opinion pieces. This isn't an opinion piece in my opinion no, that's weird um, <laughs> but at, least, yeah, stated it was at weird. least i stated it yeah come on <laughs> dave um but yeah not not for me i don't buy into that. that's just a general article that he wrote it's not an opinion whatsoever
2: yeah um okie dokie right we're going to make ourselves feel better by laughing at the situation at chelsea football club who Drop more points at the weekend we'll have a little chat about the ev as well we're going to talk about conte doing everything in his power to get sacked as Tottenham Hotspur manager. Decent. Uh, we're going to talk about the FA Cup quarters and, the, of course, the semifinals as well. That is all on the Biased Football podcast, which follows live on RedmondPlus.com shortly after this. Once again, if you use the code BIASED, which is spelled, Chris? B I. S E D B I A S E D. Yeah, uh, you can get fifty percent. Uh, you get so you can get a two pound a month for three months uh, a subscription uh, from a club captain level, which is a monthly subscription, is a significant discount, and it means that effectively that show on its own is like fifty cheaper than a, shit a
1: coffee from a shit branded coffee house.
3: That Dan goes to nearly every single day. Yeah, I'm
2: not, I'm not getting involved
4: in this conversation. I'm just taking a. How much is your coffee from there? Usually three pound oh. <laughs> five p. Please point down. Yeah.
2: You could get ours. I like both. buy like... some chick coffee from the supermarket and put some hot water yeah. in it and be just as... Can I like Bedman Plus and... Costa. yeah is this right? is the thing no, stop them? making things one issue one binary, <laughs> binary issue <laughs> you can have a coffee from whenever you want and still subscribe to whatever plus it's fine yeah, don't, feel, don't, month. don't feel like we're to, month. don't feel like we're trying to bury Costa Coffee in any way shape or form you can like Costa Coffee and watch, watch and Nero's better
4: though isn't it mm, Do like, but the problem with Nero is they're only in like city centres Yeah, they're not,
2: they're not everywhere Costa well, the, the problem
1: with that is you're not in the city centre that is
2: yeah the tea is better than Starbucks Thing.
3: You go Costa to get a tea.
2: No, like other people go to Costa, <laughs> and then what are you going to do? You're going to sit and have an orange juice and Costa coffee? Like, you could do the orange you, juice you, is elite definitely done I'm that old. on a
3: trip to like Brentford. Tea but in a, a coffee you.
4: shop seems lunacy to me. I must admit, I, it seems Where'd mad. You
1: go? There's not many leaf rooms around. Well, I
4: wouldn't go to anywhere for tea. Leaf I'll leaf tea at home. <laughs> i will tea at your house. Tea's a house drink. Don't drink get tea out or the office. Obviously, you don't drink tea out. I don't don't get the coffee thing myself
1: <laughs> at all.
3: Yeah. We go on a nice out and I get coffee. Uh, well, that's wild. worse.
1: I'd rather I'd rather go to Costa with him and sit up with him. <laughs> 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 fucking tea, to be honest.
2: <laughs> right, sounds for this and other stupid opinions. Join us on the Irish Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, on Thank you so much, for everyone who's commented. Uh, of course, drop a like on this if you're listening on podcast, and absolutely a five star review if that helps. And other than that, have an absolutely amazing few days. Thursday night pint. Thursday night, we've got Kevin O'Neill and we've got Dave Kritchley. Correct, yeah. Well, celebrity chef uh, in for that one. So 7pm on Thursday. Hope to see you over there.
3: Thanks for listening. If you want even more Bosch content and podcasts just like this, go over to redmenplus.com and sign
0: up now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.